And we are here at the Green Room 42 for the Drama Desk Award nomination reception. And I'm so excited because you know I love a press events. And this is great. So this is a chance that I'm going to get to talk to this year's Drama Desk nominees as well as hopefully some of this year's Tony Award nominees. So hold on to your seat. Listen, the room is starting to get packed now. The people are coming. So hang on to your seats. Hopefully we're going to have a fun ride and enjoy the Drama Desk. Y'all, we are here at the Drama Desk Nominee Reception Awards Madness, and I'm now standing here with Lisa, Pe Lisa Peterson, Lisa Jesse Peterson, with who is nominated for her solo one-person show. Tell me the name of your show again, because I'm a lousy, awful human no, being. No, you're not. No. no, you've got a lot going on. My show is the Peculiar Patriot. Yes. First of all, I had to stop her because she is giving me serious black glamour up in this room. <laughs> And, you know, you. between you and Rebecca Naomi Jones, you know, I got to find y'all. I can't be letting y'all walk through here me not talking to you. But tell me about your piece and how, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. This is a very exciting time. Tell me about this piece. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's um, a, a play that addresses mass incarceration, and it's a love story about uh, love navigating between barbed wire. So it's really urgent, really now, and um, I, I'm just really honored that, the, the show, but also the issue has been recognized. Do you, know, do you find that one of the things about theater that I really love is that you can actually talk about that issue and travel through that issue emotionally and be able to t get people to understand what's going on from a different perspective? Yes, absolutely, because the beauty about theater is that um, it touches your heart, you know? And, and if you look at the word heart, art is embedded in it, so it goes, art goes right to the heart. So it has a, a, a transformative power um, of, of, of changing people's hearts and consciousness and then their actions. So I'm, I'm a true believer in art as activism. Okay, now you're going to have to forgive me because I am unaware of your full resume, but you have got to tell me what else are you working on because you're just giving me too much fabulousness right here for me to be ignoring you. And people need to know Miss Lisa per, uh, uh, Patterson. Lisa Jesse Peterson. It's Lisa, a lot. It's a mouthful. That's all right. So you, Lisa, yes. I want to know what's going to be coming for you later on because now that this drama desk nomination has now elevated you to another space in terms of now you have more recognition. So what are other things are you working on? Because I uh, need to know. I have a, an ensemble play called Sister Girls and the Squirrel okay. um, that's uh, currently in development, and so I'm working to get that elevated and out, and it addresses. Um, the Second Amendment rights as it pertains to African Americans. So it's, it's a zinger. It's a zinger. It's a zinger. And especially after that thing that I read yesterday about uh, Sandra Bland recording herself. Oh, honey, this show is going to knock people's wigs back. Oh, girl. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, you heard it here first, honey. I'm so excited for this. Lisa. Jesse Peterson, Lisa Jesse Peterson, Lisa Jesse Peterson, Lisa Jesse. I gotta say it like Beetlejuice, Lisa Jesse Peterson, because I want you to appear every time I say it because you're giving me fabulousness. This is the opportunity now for, like I said, the arts touch everybody, and it's so wonderful to see that people are getting recognized, and in this level of diversity that everybody is getting recognized. So, thank you so much for taking a moment with me. I love it. Thank you so much. Honey, gorgeousness, and we'll be back.
This is Keith Price, and we are here at the Drama Desk Award nominees reception. I already told you, I'm like kind of on a Beetlejuice kick right now. We started off earlier this month with the folks that are on the stage for my podcast, and now we're working with the folks backstage. We just talked to Scott Brown, let's talk to your lighting man, and now David Corrins is here. What, tell me what it is that you're doing behind stage. I was just It came right into my head. I am the set designer. Set designer. That's right. Because you're working very closely with... <laughs> um, Peter Negrini. Negrini, right. yes. The projection designer. Projection designer. There's a lot of designers on Beetlejuice. Well, the thing is, is because it's got all these different aspects of tell multimedia popping. It's, there, there are usually eight, four designers on a normal Broadway show. Lighting, sound, scenery, and costumes. Right. And in Beetlejuice, we've added... Magic, special effects, puppetry, and projections. So forget because it. Alex, we got eight. Alex Timbers is a, a overachiever with this. Overachiever and a visionary. And a visionary. Uh, you know. Wow. So I don't call him an overachiever. I just call him an achiever. Yes. Guy. Yes. Well, for you though, I mean, this is a wonderful opportunity because David Corns. I'm trying to like go through my head. Didn't you just? Do something fabulous two or three seasons ago. I feel like your name has come up. In my well, there are these there are these not well talked about shows or often talked about shows. Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen. Exactly. And uh, and I was lucky enough to be part of those two things. So. <laughs> just just for those who did not know. But I mean, how fabulous for you to be able to forge ahead with that and now have your own space in something else that's new. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we we I think are lucky to you know collaborate. We're lucky to collaborate on shows that, um, if we're successful, get seen by more people. And those three projects, Hamilton, Dear Evan Hansen, and Beetlejuice, um, each of them deal with hope and humanity and life-affirming ideas that I think are a really interesting trio on Broadway. And when I think about all the thousands of people that see that, that work every night, I feel, you know, and I know you're gonna hear this a lot today, honored and humbled to be able to like, you know, this is an amazing way to spend a life. And with those three projects, it's like incredible to think about the messages they're putting out into the world. You know, Beetlejuice is a show about death, but it is the most life-affirming show. About death. It's amazing. You know, it really makes you feel like, take advantage of the life that you have and that you're living in the moment, because it can all go away. And in a way, Hamilton is about running out of time and what's your legacy going to be and who's going to tell your story. And Dear Evan Hansen is the same. It's about delivering hope and about finding your truth. And that's just a beautiful thing that I get to do every day. Okay, so David Corns, I'm like looking at you now. I'm starting to like fall in love with you because what you're saying in an odd way is, is that there's kind of a through line even through the work that you're doing on Broadway. Well, I and think I that, I, listen, these are successful shows. I think the reason why they're successful is not because they're splashy, it's because people, the job of the theater is to hold up a mirror to humanity, and people see themselves in these stories, and they are, whether it's a show about a ghoul who's undead, or a founding father of early America, or a kid in high school who makes a mistake, people see in themselves these characters, and it is aspirational, and I think that that's why these shows resonate with people because, you know, they are every man's stories. Wow. Well, congratulations on all of this. Again, I mean, does this get old for you? No. By the way, I haven't been back to the drama desk for many, many years. Um, and it, you, you try and do good work. You don't do this thing for the awards, but it's not lost on me how rare it is to get, you know. Uh, recognized by a community of people who, you know, it's their job to recognize art and excellence in art. And so it's, 
and beautiful and exciting to be here. Congratulations, Mr. David Corrins, giving life-affirming work about death, which exactly. I think is fantastic. Thank you. This is really great, and we'll be back. David Yazbek, are you leaving? Are you I coming? Am. You got a couple of seconds for me? Are you busy? Like they're gonna make you leave? I'm, I'm, I know you're I, I'm having a problem yeah. with Hi, my keys Hi, Tom. at home. But How are you? fabulous. You, two Good seconds. Job, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We did a nice interview last year. I remember. Well, and look, look. The last time I saw you, this is the thing. Yeah. I I rubbed off on him. That's how we got the Tony the last time. That's what happened. Good luck charm. Finally, after all these years, this is Keith Price, and we are here at the Drama Desk Award nominees reception. And I am now standing in front of the Tony Award winning, Emmy Award winning. Come on, like I got to give you stuff, right? I got to give it to you. The amazing David Yasbeck, who has. He left everyone bereft of feeling and emotion. You just you wore them out last season. <laughs> just wore them the hell out last season. And now is part of the thing that's making them laugh until they can't handle themselves in Tootsie. How does that feel? You're just an emotional man. I like wearing them out. I think <laughs> if we can wear them out with laughter this year, I think we've done our job. Well, I mean, this has been an interesting road, though, for you. Like that... that, that uh, the band's visit was the thing that everyone was talking about last season, and here you are now again with another show that everybody's talking about a lot this season. How are you uh, doing? I'm doing great. It's, it's, um, it's a refreshing you know, change to just do something that's an out-and-out -out comedy um, where the, the, the response, the binary response, either they're laughing or they're not, either, either they're engaged or they're not, um, tells you what you need to know, you know. But, but I mean, you come from the world of comedy writing, so for you being a part of a musical comedy should be more of an extension, don't you think? Or do you feel that way? Well, you know something, I've always done a lot of stuff. So yeah. even, even when I was a comedy writer, I was also a recording artist doing stuff that wasn't funny. So <laughs> it's, uh, but there's a lot of gag writer in me still, right. as you can tell from my Twitter feed, you know, like that's why I have a Twitter feed. So being able to work with someone like Robert Horn, who's one of the great joke writers, um, has been, you know, just a, a gift for me because we just get to try to top each other and try to make each other laugh. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad that you're about to give more laughter to Broadway. That's what's happening right now. Well, hopefully it's already started since, well, we, you know since I mean. we opened a while ago. I, you know what I'm saying, that you're, you're part of the chain that's bringing humor back because I feel like... The, you know, your last show was a little on the serious tip. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> Just a tad. And now to have you in the world of comedy for me is very exciting, and I do enjoy and appreciate that. So, again, congratulations on your Tony nominations again. Thank you. Oh, my God. You just did this last year. <laughs> but, oh, my God. But at the same time, well-deserved and well-timed and... How fabulous for you. This is. I hope you're enjoying all of this as you're moving through. Yeah, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. Talk to me in a week. <laughs> Thank you. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll see you soon. And we'll be back. <laughs> Thank you so much. See you, David. Uh, David Yazbek. Wow. How fabulous. Boys, 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 boys. Now, again, you guys, if you're listening to the podcast, you may have already heard of the Cooperman Brothers choreographers from Canada. 
Not only were they nominated for their Cheetah Rivera Awards, but they were also nominated for a Drama Desk Award. And they just won, if I'm not mistaken, the Lortel Award for their choreography in Alice. <laughs> Damn it, it went by, by heart. What was it going to Alice by heart. Alice is my name. A is for Alice. There's a lot of stuff going on. Alice by heart. All right, so now you're here. This is another reception. I feel like we're going to be seeing each, a lot of each other. Well, I sure hope so. This is yeah. going to be the time. Again, how does this feel now compared to being in the room with the dancers last week? It's, it's great. It's a different crowd, uh, but a great crowd nonetheless, and we're happy to be here. It's yeah. a huge a lot, honor. A lot of our favorite you know, actors, directors, designers in the room here today, so it's an absolute thrill uh, to be included in this community. So now, are you, like, who's, who is catching your eye the most? Like, who is it that you really, either you have already met that was fabulous or you're hoping to meet before you leave? Uh, we just said hi to, to Damon uh, Duano, who we worked with uh, a couple years ago. Um, on, on a show called Beardo, but it's really nice to see him and see him get recognized for an outstanding uh, performance in Oklahoma. So that was really fun to catch up. Uh, who else? Yeah, no, likewise. I mean, uh, we, I, I saw him on the stage a couple of weeks ago. It's truly a remarkable uh, performance. So the fact that he's getting all this recognition is, uh, is super thrilling as well. It's great. So it's kind of nice now to see someone you worked with a few years ago and then walking in this particular room where it's like another level of the career recognition, and then here you are both in the same room at the same time. That's kind of awesome, huh? Absolutely. It's, uh, it feels nice to sort of all rise together in the same cohort and uh, start seeing familiar faces. Yeah. Well, I mean, because this is like a very intimidating room if you like are a superstar struck like I am, because they're going to see Yokina Bolger walking by, who I adore and love. But like, you never know who you're going to get to see or talk to. She's gorgeous. But this is good for you guys. I mean, wait, so now who's single, who's engaged? No, because this is a good room for you to mix professionally, if you know what I'm saying. I'm just, you know. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm taken. I have a girlfriend. Um, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know I, I'm gonna, well, clearly, they're not that close. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop there. Yeah. But is, it right, is it right to uh, mix work and pleasure? I don't know. It's well, 2019. Well, I don't let's, know. Let's, let's just put it this way. You are mixing with, with your crowd that understands your profession. That is very true. That is extremely cool to have that sort of empathy and understanding of the, of the business. So no doubt about it. They were, they're wrapping them up. i got to wrap up the Cooperman Brothers. But I'm going to see you guys at the Cheetah Rivera Awards. I'm going to see you again at the Drama Desk nominees. You're actually walking the red carpet, so we'll have more time together. I'm really glad, man. Yeah, it's great to see you again. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. I, again, I love it when I get to meet the new boys. Yeah, it's, it's, great. Great. it's a pleasure. It's have a, pleasure. a great time. Enjoy the rest of all of this. And we'll be back. I love her. Yes. All right, y'all. Y'all, the hunting turning it out eight shows a week i knew the crazy insane fabulous wonderful nominated for the drama desk nominated for the cheetah rivera award i am mad that she did not get a tony nomination yes i will say it don't uh, because i don't want you to get involved in that kind of filth and flarn but i got an occ too all right well yeah out of critic circle well i mean i'm just I'm saying nominated for a broadway people's choice which is fun i've never that's never happened and that's from the people voting which is okay. great and your dancing is being recognized as a Cheetah Rivera award. I know. Who knew at 41 years old? Come on now. <laughs> Come on. How much fun are you having across the street from me? I'm having a blast. It's so fun. I'm getting to do exactly what I love doing the most, being a fool and, uh, you know, getting paid. Being, getting paid. Hey, right. these shoes don't buy themselves. <laughs>
I love it. So right now, it's happening, it's moving. Did you expect this level of excitement about what you were doing at all? Did you like see this after Washington? Um, no, only because I just kind of do what I do and then I've done this before and then nothing happens and then sometimes I do it and then everything happens. So you just kind of concentrate on the show and have a blast and then when the accolades come, if they come, great. If not, you still got a JLB and it's kind of great. Well, honey, Leslie Kritzer. Nice when it does come. Well, Leslie Kritzer, first of all, congratulations for all of this. This is a wonderful, wonderful way for you to be recognized. I've always loved you because I know you would be the funniest thing ever. And we need to have our wings. When are we having wings? Okay, after June 9th, we can have wings. All right, all but we right. got to pick a good place. All right, okay. Not like just some. Well, we can't shoot. Applebee's now. We can't do it. I was told we can't do that. <laughs> we got to step up our game. Uh, I know. I know we're going. Dinosaur barbecue. I love it. Thank you, Ms. Leslie. Yes. From Oklahoma. Oklahoma. How you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am excited. This is a really great thing. Congratulations. Wait, Damon, Don, don't tell your last name, Damon. Dono. Dono. I was just talking to the, the, the Cooperman brothers were just telling me about you and having worked with you years ago. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, we did. We did a, we did a, a Dave Malloy uh, piece called Beardo about Rasputin. It was, it was a wild, wild ride, and we did it in a church in Greenpoint, and they did fantastic uh, uh, choreography. It was a wild show. So then going from a church in Greenpoint to the gymnasium in the original role of <laughs> in Oklahoma wasn't that big of a switch for you, then, huh? No, it was very natural. Rasputin <laughs> and Curly McLean are basically the same fella uh, at the root of it. Like, so how exciting for you, because this show is talked about because it is... I would assume a more avant-garde take of Oklahoma, yet still holding on to a lot of the, the energy of the show. How does it feel to be in a kind of a classic piece, but a whole new revision? Uh, it feels right on for the moment. I'm very thrilled to be part of a classic piece because uh, as an artist, I'm deeply influenced by old Hollywood and all the classics. And um, But it's a very... Uh, contemporary distillation. We've removed a lot of the bells and whistles that have sort of gotten in the way of uh, the poignancy of this language uh, and these and these songs. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do in a sort of reverent way, not in sort of any sort of shticky way. We're really trying to let this piece be heard and sing. This is amazing. And you're working with one of my favorite people, Rebecca Naomi Jones. Oh, come on, one of my favorite people as well. What a, what a joy. Yeah. How much fun is it, though, you know, to be a part of something that people are talking about in a great way. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's extra thrilling and it, it, it's actually it's really moving to know that people are noticing and people are really going with our going on this ride with us and that's that's, that's the best gift. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Damon, for thank hanging you. out with me. Damon, you can see him eight shows a week over at the Circle in the Square Theater, giving you Oklahoma realness with Ali Stoker over there as well as my Rebecca Naomi Jones. Have Mary Testa, who I just saw on the other side as well. I love it. I love it. Have a wonderful time. Thank you. Ooh, and then I'm walking up to Miss Zanai Jogger. Hey. I haven't seen this girl since, what, Mean Girls? The Mean Girls of what? So, and and when you were doing uh, stuff, Lisa Lampanelli, you started with that as well. I did that too. Yes. Girl. So, nominated for a drama desk. Come on now. I know. It's quite an honor. How exciting is it for you to come in and be celebrated like this? Like it's really wonderful. It's actually quite humbling just because, you know, there's so many hardworking, talented artists in this community. And we all, 
you know, pour our hearts and soul into it, and that should be enough usually. You know, you, well, you hope heart, that's enough. Heart and soul is cute, but that don't pay no bills. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I love a heart and soul. Snot, snot and tears. <laughs> All of that you cannot take to the store. Yes, exactly. I need some more food. So now, noodles. so now we're Lena and Bozeman. Yeah. Tell me about and what I it's like. Call it Lena and Bosman because it's actually Bosman and Lena. Lena. But she talked so much. I was like, just call it Lena, man. Oh, Lena. she doesn't she stop. Doesn't, he doesn't do anything. Well, what is it like though? This food guards, like taking on uh, a piece that people are not necessarily that familiar with, as I <laughs> exhibited yeah. by switching the names around. But it's like, but to bring it back in a time like now, where we're having all of these different kinds of conversations, yes. does it feel relevant for you? It's so relevant and so timely. I mean, in terms of displaced people, yeah. that's what it deals with. It, is, it deals with displaced people. It deals with, you know, spousal abuse, which unfortunately is still a thing. Mm -hmm. It deals with, um, uh, politics, uh, you know, just the immigrant status. Yeah. It's just, it's so timely, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, so it was wonderful to be able to do it because Athol wrote this play 50 years ago. Exactly. And so it was the anniversary. And there were a lot of people who were actually quite familiar with the play and mm -hmm. also familiar with uh, the, how timely the play is because of what's happening today. So, yeah. Because well, this is a revival again of this piece. Yes. So it's it's something that people do know, but it's like again, like I said, it's not one that people think about. No, not at all, you know? not at all. And now here it is, having a conversation. I which know, and thank God for Signature because they do the whole Athol Fugard. Uh -huh. uh, the library. Yes, absolutely, it's wonderful. So you keep these plays timely and keep them prescient in people's minds. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Zanai, girl. Good luck to you. Thank Congratulations. You. I will see you on the night of the event at the red carpet, and I hope that I'll be seeing you in the press room as well. Absolutely. Thank you, All Daddy. right, and we will be back. Thank you so much. Jumping the line, or well, are we, should we jump? Okay. Oh, jump the line then. I don't know. So Pete wrote, he's nominated for music, lyrics, and then our production is nominated for Outstanding Musical. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Well, again, congratulations. Thank you. Is this first time nominations for both of you? No, I was nominated years ago for music and orchestrations, uh, The Pursuit of Persephone, okay. many a year ago. <laughs> oh, so then this isn't new to you? Uh, this, this, I don't know, this it feels it's new. It's a different setup this year. Prospect yeah. Theatre Company also has had some Drama Desk wow. nominations and awards in the past, so we're thrilled to be back. So now tell me about this piece that's nominated, though. Well, The Hello Girls is an original musical based on the true history of the first women who served in the Army in World War One. The U.S. Army. The U.S. Army, uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> not the Kurdish Army. Exactly. <laughs> just in case. Um, they were bilingual French-English telephone operators who served on the front lines in World War One. Um, and uh, so we, we made an actor-musician musical about this uh, great story. It uh, premiered in December, and we're thrilled was, to be nominated. Uh, it was running for the centennial of the end of World War One. Right. So. Well, isn't today like VE, well, this is World War Two for VE Day, it's today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do I know that? That's beyond me. What the hell's wrong with me? on World War One on our show, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, jumped ahead. So, with this particular piece, though, what is it that you were just celebrating women in terms of the, the work that women are doing and have done, especially in the times of war and when we're 
as men allegedly need them the most. Yeah. I, the piece is really about um, giving credit to unrecognized women, and it was a forgotten story, yeah. and uh, it was amazing to see the response of audiences. It was really moving and um, a lot of fun at the same time. She, she first found out about them in a PBS documentary called Unsung Heroes and immediately had the thought, well, maybe they should sing. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we sang about these women. There's wow. going to be a cast album coming out in about two weeks okay. on May 23rd. So right. people can Broadway hear records. Uh, Broadway records. People can hear the songs if they're uh, um, download on iTunes. Available and for pre-order now. Yeah. <laughs> Van Dean will be very appreciative yeah, exactly. of you getting that information out. I love it. Well, fantastic. Congratulations to both of you. This is really great. Hello, girls. I love this. Prospect Theater Company? Yes. Look at that. I got remember that. It came I off the top know. of my head. Again, this is what is the beautiful part about the drama destinies that we're celebrating off-Broadway, off-off-Broadway, as well as Broadway. So thank you guys. This is wonderful. Congratulations. And we'll be back. I'm ready. Joe, 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 Joe. Come talk to me, my angel. Congratulations, Poppy. You better work your come, come sit down. Come come sit down. Come talk to me. We'll we'll take a moment. Yes? I have not forgotten you, my baby. Come grab a chair. Put on my stuff. Just throw it away. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're in it together. First of all. This is Keith Price, and we are here at the Drama Desk Award nominees reception madness here in the Green Room 42 at the Yotel Hotel. And, you know, sometimes you meet these people, you meet the folks, the kids as I like to call them, because I'm a little on the older tip. And they're making their way through the Broadway as they do living their lives, waiting for these wonderful moments. And right now, there is a show on Broadway, Be More Chill. You remember me talking about this when the show was off Broadway? You remember me talking to this wonderful, wonderful lyricist composer who's finally having a wonderful moment, not only being recognized for his work on the Drama Desk, as well as his Tony Award. Because mm -hmm. you know you got to put the snap in there. Mm -hmm. Mr. Joe Iconis, how you big daddy? Uh, I'm good, I'm good. Working and on so many musicals, feeling the love, it's all good. And he happens to be here also with the book writer. No, wait. Orchestrator. Orchestrator. Had it right. But it's the hand in hand, these two have to be together because you can only do so much with that, but you got to fill it out once he gives it to you, right? Charlie Rosen, correct? That's right. Charlie, orchestrating. So... What is it like when Joe Iconis brings you his song and he says to you, all right, fill this up. I want trumpets here. I want things over there. How do you just take on his work and just do it? Because as I've said before, this is like one of the soulful, funkiest white guys working on the theater. <laughs> that is very true. Well, the cool thing about working with Joe is that like his vocabulary as a writer is so great that it really gives me a pretty crystal clear idea of what he's going for. So he'll send me an email that says like, all right, so this song is going to be this Madonna reference, this Grimes reference, this like Curtis Mayfield tune, this sound effect from Super Mario Bros, uh, and like and the vibe of a John Carpenter movie, and it's like okay, go, and it's like okay, cool. So that sort of like ruminates around, and then I'm able to draw from my toolkit of music vocabulary to be like, okay, so what that means is I need these instruments, these sounds, and uh, because the writing is so strong, it it just is like oh, that's obvious, even though all that stuff was insane. 
that makes perfect fucking sense. And then, and then it just kind of comes out. And then when he does all of that and then brings it back to you, Joe, what do you do? I just, uh, I just stare at it mouth open because it's so brilliant. And I'm so lucky that I have this like brilliant, you know, genius orchestrator who can uh, hear all the references that I'm saying that another person would be like, what the hell are you talking about? And he knows what I mean. It's like, it's the most uh, wonderful collaboration. And you know, Charlie, in addition to Be More Chill, also orchestrated uh, your favorite Broadway bounty hunter, which is coming this summer. Yeah. I didn't want, I was, you know, I didn't want to talk about it so early because I wanted us to like grow in this conversation <laughs> on stuff, but yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You know what? We have to take a moment though because I want to recognize the fact that one of the things about Joe Iconis that lots of you may or may not already know is that you've been known as a downtown darling for a very long time. And so now, after all of this time of being a downtown darling, you're finally getting recognized. Uptown in the big house, honey. He's he's gonna be at the big game, honey. How how does that feel for you now? Does it does it does it change a little bit of who you are in the terms of the way you reflect in your projects coming up? Uh, no, it doesn't change anything for me. It's you know for me, I'm I'm so happy that you know I'm I'm being recognized and more. It's I'm so happy that my shows are getting the opportunity to be on stages. That's all I want to do. I just want to I want to write these musicals. I want to populate them with with the people who I love and I think are really great. Uh, and uh, anything that makes that easier uh, is all good by me. And so all of you know this sort of attention it fills my heart because like I'm you know I'm a, a theater kid and it's always been a dream to be on Broadway. You know it's always been a dream of mine to you know have a career a career like uh, you know Stephen Schwartz from the or Stephen Sondheim any any Stephen really um, you know having their having their weirdo shows you know play Broadway. And so the fact that I'm getting to do that is that's the greatest thing. But my, my thing is like, oh yeah, okay, great. Now that I have this, I want to keep doing my stuff. You know, I want to keep doing my stuff. And I, I, I uh, you know, it's not that I'm trying to change Broadway, but I like that my, you know, specific weirdo musicals can play in the same sandbox with, you know, uh, with King Kong and with, you know, The Lion King I mean, and with Frozen. I love you, that. But when you think about just the things of this season that are all on there, it's like there's the Oklahoma thing that they've done, the Redux, I love to call it, the, you know, Beetlejuice on one side, you King Kong down the block, know. you know, yeah. Hades Town. I mean, your, your work and your life is in that same breath of all of those people. That's fabulous accomplishment. Oh, I just can't believe it. Like the fact that people just kind of wander into our show and don't know anything about it is that that's just, that's the coolest thing. People are just coming to see a Broadway show, you know, and they can't get tickets to Hamilton. And so like, okay, I guess I'll go to this other show on 46th Street. And, and they come to our show and like, and they, and they like it, you know, it's like, yeah. I've, I've talked about this a bunch. It would be less fun if people were like really actively hating our show. You know, if people were like leaving, then I'd be like, ah, oh, this Broadway thing maybe is not for me, but they're really liking it. They're digging it. I love it. So for you, Charlie, though, now to see your work on Broadway, I mean, you're you're also you're part of the family, the Iconis family. So to be a part of that, celebrating something huge like a Broadway show now, must be pretty hot. It's very very awesome. I mean, I have had orchestrations of mine represented in Broadway shows as part of a team, but this obviously marks the first time where it's been like purely my orchestrational vision. And also because we have been working on this show for coming up on like five years, it really does feel like a huge personal. Uh, part of me and like my vocabulary as a musician is truly like being represented every single night in on Broadway and and that is thrilling like really thrilling yeah I mean again it's just the mere accomplishment of having your work that you put you know you put all this time and energy into not only being recognized but also being celebrated yeah. like yeah. I mean take it back being done first and foremost yeah. Yeah. 
then being recognized and then also being celebrated. That must be great. That must be really great. Because again, when everyone asks me, I always say, okay, where are the teenage daughters? As a matter of fact, I was at a party just the other day and one of the guys that I talked to, his father-in-law is an investor in Be More Chill, but the reason that they got involved was because of the granddaughter who was like, I love this show, Grandpa. And so... That's that's part of the the hook that people are grabbing onto, but it's really great to see that it's it's going beyond that as well. So congratulations to both of you. you this is awesome. So drama desks will be happening soon. I forget what night it is. It's the week before the Tonys, whatever. That's June second, June second, I think it is. And so I'll be seeing you guys on the red carpet, of course, as usual. And I always like to say sometimes we go from the red carpet right into the press room thereafter, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm going to have my fingers crossed for both of you, all right? This is really great. Thank you guys so much, and we'll be back. Thank you. This is Keith Price, and we are wrapping it up slowly but surely here at the Drama Desk Award nominees reception. And... Again, they just be dropping these hunky ass men over here by me to make me talk to them, and I can't, I, you know. <laughs> Show me. Honey, Sydney James Harcourt is sitting here in front of me, and I gotta be professional. How are you, Sydney? I'm good now. How are you doing, Keith? Nominated for a Drama Desk Award as Outstanding Feature Actor in a Musical and The Girl from the North Country. Now, I have to admit that I did not see. A lot of people didn't get to see it. It was a little hot ticket. Hot ticket, yes. And performance done so well that it's being recognized even after the show is closed. Not bad, huh? It's more than I ever could have expected. I just, it's shocking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's nice because your work as an individual is being recognized in a piece that clearly, I'm sure, nice ensemble work that you were putting together. It's a great cast of folks, is that right? Oh, God, yes. I mean... It's an ensemble piece. We all step in and out of like dancing in the background, doing backups for each other's numbers, and we're a family on and off stage. So nothing. This you know being nominated for this is amazing, but it's all of us being nominated because without them, I just couldn't exist up there. Without the the crew and without the creative team as well. My director just held my show in his hands and nurtured it so lovingly that this was a a labor of a group and so we all know that you know together and we're all so excited for each other for the different people who have been nominated for different things at this point now this is one of the i like i love this because this is a lot of the folks that work in the media that also have opportunities to vote on your work which means that Folks that are reviewing things and seeing things all the time are making note of your performances and bringing you up. So, what does that feel like? Like, you know, you're you're getting a, a critic's choice. <laughs> it, it feels like validation. I mean, I read reviews. I, I do. I read them for. I'm not afraid of them. I don't care who's in the audience on any given night. It's fine to know for me. Uh, I feel like they, people's points of view, especially well-informed ones, are helpful. And we don't exist in a vacuum. I have taken notes. Connor is going to hate me saying this. I have taken notes from some things that I've read that I missed. Like, doesn't it seem surprising that you would look at Marianne, uh, you know, and see her in this boarding house in the middle of nowhere? 
And I was playing surprise, but I wasn't putting it enough in my body for it to read. And so I just made a little adjustment. So I think that having these awards, I mean, it's wonderful for the journalists, but it's really wonderful for the actors to be recognized by these really honed points of view that it really means a lot to me. And I've never, I gave up maybe after a while of, you know, my Gene Kelly dreams when I moved here 21 years ago. And to have this just kind of drop out of the sky has really just felt like the opposite of privilege. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're, you're no stranger to the big, the big blockbuster energy that happens on Broadway by being in Hamilton. But it's different with that because that's, that's certainly, that piece itself is like a juggernaut that lives beyond every person that's on that stage. That's right. That's that, right. That show is bigger than ever. Anybody that plays any role in that show, that's nice. Thank you very much for your service. But that's, you're there for that piece. Absolutely. And then also, Hamilton himself is larger than life. And so, you know, you're also grappling with the idea that this is about America and that history. And our show is similar in the same way that this is about America and what really happened to people, not the fantasy version of where everything works out. But we don't have looming large over it any personalities or any historical, you know, um, you know, figures that are dominating it. It's really just its own little piece. And I'm really happy that so many people got it and were moved. Because I think what it has to teach us about humanity and about being an American is something that everyone needs to see. I love it. Well, Sydney, what are you working on now? Because now that, that show's done, you got to start hitting the, the hitting the bricks, hitting the pavement. I'm looking at my email inbox, <laughs> seeing where I'm going next. Do you now lead in Drama Desk Award nominee Sydney Harcourt's in the room? Hello. Walking your dog for fifty dollars a week. Let me tell you something. The one thing I'm learning about all of this is that. You know, you could be at the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but the energy to want to stay is what is what drives you. So you walk those dogs, you know, for however much you're going to do it, but you, it's because you know that that's serving a higher purpose. You do what you got to do to keep doing what you love. Not a lot of people get to do their dream and their passion, right? So whatever sacrifices I've had to make to keep myself here and to keep going, I've made them gladly. Plus man everything is an adventure and everything is acting potential i you know anywhere i am i'm watching what people are doing and seeing like oh so this is what dog walkers are like i might write a show about the dog walking community who knows right but um a hidden star in every dog walker that's right and everyone so don't let them just pass by exactly. and you like just cruise them discreetly exactly. you have to like know that they might be the next drama desk nominee um, but I'm uh, recurring on FBI uh, currently, and I'm teaching at uh, my old high school, Interlochen Arts Academy. Uh, Where are you from? Detroit. Okay. And, uh, but I, in Michigan, there's this art school it, way in the north. And uh, so I go up there in the middle of nowhere and work with these kids. Uh, and it's really, it's what I love. And, you know, hopefully the next thing on my plate is going to be this Broadway transfer of Girl from the North Country. You heard that here first, <laughs> y'all.
Sydney Harcourt. Let me get your middle name. I'll get Sydney James Harcourt. Nominated for lead or featured actor in a musical, Girl, in the, Girl from the Country, Girl in the Girl from the North. And again, I'm very happy to see you here. I'm happy to see you here being a part of the representation of what's diverse and fabulous on the stage. And I'm glad to see that you're also working to help bring up another generation of other performers as well. So that's, that's a good thing too. Well, thank you for saying that. I mean, there were times in my career where I felt like, do I have to hide myself, who I am, in order to make it in this business? Because I don't see anybody like me up there. And I couldn't do it. I just had to keep demanding that I'm going to be who I am and it might rub a lot of people the wrong way me just existing and being me and right but to be to be uh, 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 to be able to play any role to be accepted on stage to be believed as a heterosexual African American male in the 1930s on stage that makes me feel like, yes, I am an actor. I'm a character actor, and that's what actors do. We are not who we are when we're in our pajamas. We are who we are when we're in costume, in front of that camera, or on stage. And so you can't judge an actor by who they are in their lives. We should hope for more diverse representation so we can show the world. It is all drag. You can be anything and serve anything you know it's so funny though like I I'm trying to think of how I wanted to say this is sort of like the 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 fact that you say playing a heterosexual man in the 30s when when you when you say it that way versus someone saying a straight actor saying that he's playing a gay character in the 30s and it's like people give that conversation of that work as bravery right Right. Whereas the reverse is not necessarily about being brave, all of a sudden you get recognized as an actor. Right. It, it's. <laughs> I mean, I think there's 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 no uh, question that there's like kind of double standards that exist in this world, um, but it's all bravery, right? It's getting on stage and exposing a certain side of yourself for whatever purpose you're doing it for is brave. Being up there, I mean, it was funny when I, I had this, you know, kind of southern drawl in the show that I had worked up and, and it was from a lot of different regions. I brought different things. And when um, my husband first saw the performance, he kind of started like laughing a little bit because I came out and I'm talking this completely different way. I'm moving this different way. And by, I don't know, the five minutes in, he was no longer... They was like, I didn't, he didn't even, he said he saw me as a stranger because I wasn't me anymore and he could look at me a different way. And that is why I studied, that's why I do this. There's nothing like telling someone a story and having them forget everything and just believe in you. And you can make anyone when I was a kid, I was inspired by Gene Kelly, seeing him in Singing in the Rain. I was not a little straight-haired white boy 
But I saw that and I was like, that's the world I want to live in. And when I was doing Aaron Burr, I was across the street like from the theater, like leaving one day and somebody ran up and they stopped me like, I'm really, really sorry. I'm sorry to stop you, but my son just really wants to meet you. He's such a big fan and you inspired him to, to like do musicals and to do more. And I'm looking down at this little, tiny little white kid. And that, we can inspire anyone, right? It doesn't have to be someone who looks like me that I give them a more of a chance. Just by being you, you can inspire any single person if you just give joy to your performance and give truth to it. So I'm really thankful to have that opportunity in this life because, you know, growing up is hard. Growing up is hard and growing up different is harder. It's harder. <laughs> and so and things can twist you and make you want to be cynical and make you want to be jaded and start to feel like everything's against you but it's not and if I can help tell people that doesn't matter what other people think do you I promise it'll pay off I will say that the one thing about this interview that has left me a little bereft is the fact that you're married <laughs> but I will try to trudge on I know. Uh, I, that, that has I to still be. want people to be flirting with me. Now. <laughs> I, mean, <I'm> flirt. <laughs> I ain't dead. <laughs> but you know what? For those of us who are just slightly hopeful, the flirt is not going to work for us. Oh. Well. <laughs> you, you'll just devastate us with the flirt. That's all I'm saying. However, <laughs> we can still have fun. <laughs> <laughs> now that I put my own business up on the street in the Bobby. I have to say that it's very nice to, to actually get to talk to actors that I've not yet met before. And I love to know that they're out there doing things that are not only gratifying themselves as artists, hopefully giving them comfort and, and, and livelihood energy from what they're doing and what they're putting out there, but also, like I said, inspiring other people and, and bringing other folks into the fold, which is fantastic. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I think this is going to be my last interview because this has been the best. See, the flirting again. Well, you know. <laughs> um, but no, really, uh, you know, you can talk to me about things that, that other people can't talk about and that they don't even have, you know, a frame of reference for. And part of why I'm put here, I think, is to be an example and to show some things that are different, that it doesn't have to just be one way. So I'm really happy to have met you as well. Awesome. Look at that. We're wrapping it up here at the Drama Desk Award nominees reception. I don't think there's anybody left, but does it get any better than this? Come on now. Come on now. Me and Sydney Harcourt. Let me get you on the Sydney James Harcourt. These three named people, y'all making me work tonight. I love it. I love it. And we will be back. This is Keith Price's Curtain Call.